Hey guys, thank you so much for joining today's podcast. I'm super excited to talk about the four different types of giving. But before I get into that, I just want to recap this biblical finance series that we've had so far. We've had two great podcasts, and I would encourage you to go back and listen to them if you haven't listened to them already. Week one, we just talked about, does the Bible have anything to do with finances? And we find out there's over 2,000 scriptures that talks about finances. We, we talked about, is Jesus poor? We found out he wasn't. And then last week, uh, we got into talking about the Abraham's blessing. Uh, what is that? Is that for us? And things like that. And we also heard a personal testimony uh, last week as well. With that being said, let's get into today's podcast. So, as I said, we're going to talk about the four different types of giving. And I really believe that a lot of people get this misunderstood uh, in the church. And that's the reason why people don't understand where giving is. And they try to use scriptures um, in the New Testament. Well, the New Testament doesn't talk about tithe or something like that, but they're actually pointing to a different type of giving with that Bible verse. And I just want to talk about those different types of giving today. And there's four types of givings. And each type of giving can be seen by the motivators. There's a motivator or there's an indicator through each one. Each single type of giving, there's an indicator you can say, okay, this is what's giving. This is the type of giving that I'm doing right now through these indicators. Um, but then if you take any of these indicators, if you take any of these uh, giving principles, so the first one's the tithe, the first fruit, uh, there's the offerings or other people say the seed and then the alm giving. If you take any of these, and you mix them around, um, it's not going to be right. So there is a, a different change rate. So whenever you take this tithe and you put it somewhere else, uh, it won't it won't work. Whenever you give, it won't work. When you you know all these different things that you do, you have to have the giving in, in line and in order the right way in order for it to work. And that's the reason why I really believe many people say, "Oh, giving doesn't work." It's not because it doesn't work. It's because they have their giving mixed up. So I hope today's podcast will uh, explain to you and will show you exactly what type of giving to do. So the first one I want to talk about is the tithe. The tithe indicator is the first 10% of all your income. So it's not 4%, not 5%, not 7%. It's 10%. So that's why it's called the tithe. The tithe is 10% and it's actually the first 10% of all your income. So what does the tithe do? So it connects you to the blessing. It connects you straight to what you can get in the blessing and it helps you overcome different obstacles in life so whenever the economy is going down the tithe keeps you right on where you're supposed to be at and i'm a walking testament of this uh as i shared last week you know in this economy the amount of money that i give you give it to, to someone who's not giving not tithing they're not going to make it in this world but I, not only am i tithing not only am i giving with the amount of income i have i've done above that and i've seen god flourish me and I, I don't go without. So that's only because of God. And that is one of the things that helps you overcome that. Um, so through the tithe, you bypass the economy. Um, and I want to talk about where that's found out in the Bible. People like, oh, it's only an Old Testament uh, reference. Actually, last week, um, or maybe it was the week before last week, we talked about it. Actually, it was before the Old Testament. So it was before the law. And then I'm going to go into some things that is in the New Testament as well. So... People who say, oh, that's only an Old Testament you know, law, that's only an Old Testament um, principle, that's wrong because it was before the covenant. So if Jesus came to broke the covenant, he only broke the things that that covenant tied to. So the tithe was there before that. So anyways, that's last week. If you have not listened to last week's podcast, I would encourage you to do so. So Malachi 3, starting verse 8. Will a man rob God? 
yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? And he will say, in tithes and in offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. So we see, I'm going to continue reading on, but we see, how are we going to rob you, God? Will you rob us? You, we can rob God by not giving tithes and offering. When we withhold tithes and offering, it's robbery to God. God deserves it. So whenever we don't give his tithe, it's robbery. So with that also being said, a lot of people say, you know, all 100% of what I have is God's. That's not true. That's actually not true because God actually says only 10% of what you have is his. The first 10%, it belongs to him. It's, it's his. Now, what you do with the rest is up to you. There are different principles and there's different opportunities to give in the Bible, but the only one that we're supposed to give to God that God says is His is the first 10% of all of our income, which is the tithe. So, in verse 10 it says, Bring all the tithe into the storehouse, or in other words, the church. This is where He takes you. Your tithe goes to the church. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, so there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, and see if I will not open up the windows of heaven for you and pour out you a blessing. There is not room enough to receive it so like as i said this is the, the the number one thing that this does is helps you bypass so when the, the economy is going down you're like okay how am i gonna pay for food how am i gonna pay for groceries giving god the tithe paying your tithe is going to ensure you that you're always going to have plenty of room so this says that you won't have room to receive it all so there's things that that god you give and god wants to give you but he can't give it to you because you just ain't got room for it so you will always have enough when you give and when you tithe. And so with this being said, that this 10%, it goes to the church. There's four different types of giving and two of which always go to the church. It always goes into the offering bucket or whatever your church does. It will always go there. One, it goes unto man. So you give it to a man and then one, you can decide if it's man's or if it's God's you know, or if it's the church's. Um, but so this one, the tithe, it always goes to church. See, people have their tithe messed up. I've heard it before. Oh, I tithe, I, I give 10% um, to my, you know, somebody I know who's in need. Well, that's not your tithe. That's, you got that wrong. You got that backwards. And as I said, when you have it backwards, the blessing doesn't work. So people who have this backwards, the blessing doesn't come because they're not doing it right. So 10% is your tithe. That's what you give. So, but then above and beyond that, is what we consider the offerings or the fruit, uh, or not the fruit, or the offerings or the seed is what some people call it. Um, you heard, you hear, you you will hear it both ways um, throughout Scripture, but it's offerings or it's seed. The motivation or the indicator is faith. It, are you having faith? So when you set faith, it's okay. Well, first, you know, the first indicator is it has to be above the ten percent. So from eleven percent on to you know hundred percent or whatever you want to give. 11% up, that's the offering when you're giving in faith. So whenever you have faith, that is when you're giving in seed or an offering. It's actually the only offering that gives uh, an opportunity for a 30, 60, or 100-fold return. Not multiplying, but 100-fold. So the seed doesn't start, the offerings doesn't start until you hit 11%. It's the only sure way. It's the only sure way to stop poverty in your life. You know, many times there's poverty in your life, but when you sow seeds, so if you sow something in the natural, say, uh, I don't know, I have three pieces of, uh, you know, three seeds of corn. I don't know. That's, you know, I'm not a farmer, as you can't tell. As you can tell, that I'm not a farmer. So and that might not be, you know, how that works. But say you have three seeds of corn, you put it in the ground, you're going to get more than three 
corn back. You know, you could get more three years of corn back. You're going to get much more corn. Each one's going to grow up to be a plant. So just like that, in the natural, it is in the spiritual side. So whenever you give a seed or give an offering to the Lord, it's the only sure way to get more back. So when you give, when you give him faith, you receive more back. Um, and I want to read in Second Corinthians. So this is, uh, you know, this is where a lot of people say, um, oh, you know, the whole um, tides go out the window because of this. But what this is actually talking about is it's talking about above and beyond. And so when you give above and beyond the tithe, it's actually up to you. Do you give above and up and beyond uh, up and uh, above the the tithe? That's up to you. So Second Corinthians nine. Starting in verse 6. But this I say to you. He who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he has purposed in his heart. Not grudgingly or out of a necessity. For God loves a cheerful giver. I just want to stop right there. That's another thing. is When you're giving. This just shouldn't be out of a need. So if I'm going to be giving money, it could be because I have set it in my heart. So I'm going to pray, Lord, how much do you want me to give? I'm going to come up with a number. Okay, maybe it's, you know, I gave my tithe and now all oh, the Lord's like, hey, give an extra $10, an extra $100, extra $1,000, whatever that may look like. That is the offering. That's the seed when you say, okay, you know what? I'm going to give you this and I'm going to expect a return. That is the offering or the seed. And when you put it in the ground, you can expect a return because he who sows, shall also reap. So the way you sow is the way you reap. So if you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. You sow bountifully, you reap bountifully. So the way you sow seed is going to be the way you reap. And I'm not saying here, hey, like you go do this. And I'll, you know, that's been misconjected. Uh, that's been missed, um, misinterpreted, misused a lot of times throughout all of history. Is oh, you give me a hundred thousand dollars and the Lord's going to give you this. No, no. It's not what I say. So as a minister, as a pastor, I can't tell you how much to give. I can't tell you how much to sow above the tithe. The only thing I say is, hey, you pray it through. You ask the Lord. And I, I think so many times you know, when we're in churches, people say, hey, ask the Lord what you have to give. There are people who get mad about that. Why would someone get mad when you ask them, hey, you just ask the Lord. There's been times when I've asked the Lord, hey, how much do you want me to give God? He says nothing. But there's other times I say, hey, God, how much do you want me to give? And he says, give everything. So... When you ask God, this is when you purpose in your heart. Okay, Lord, how much do you want me to give? And this is what you give. Let each one give as he has purposed in his heart, not grudgingly or out of necessity. So whenever someone comes to you, if I came to you and was like, hey, I need money for this. I can't do this. I, I need this. You know, I need groceries. I need bills. I need all these things. Like that, that says don't give out of that way because that times into another type of giving, which I'll get to here in just a second. So you don't give out of necessity because when you give for needs, you're giving to another set, and that's called alms. But when you give according to tie, or when you give according to offerings and seeds, you give as you purposed, and it's not out of necessity. Um, and then what happens when this happens? And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound for every good work. So when you give, when you become a seed. A sower or a offering giver, whatever way you want to look at it, there is a blessing. And the blessing is God will make all grace, all favor, unmerited favor, un, uh, you know, grace abound toward you 
that you always having all sufficiency in all things. So I always have enough. As long as you're giving this, as long as you're praying it through, not I'm just making up numbers and giving. When you say, hey, Lord, how much do you want me to give? When you purpose in your heart, Lord, how much do you want me to give? Jesus, how much do you want me to give? Okay, I give this much. As long as you do that, as long as you continue to ask God, how much would you want me to give? Then you will always have enough. You will always have all sufficiency, having more than enough in all things, and that you may abound to every good work. As it is written, he has dispersed abroad, he has given to the poor, his righteousness endures forever. Now he who sow, now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for eating, supply and multiply the seed that you have sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness. So this is being said that as long as you follow this principle, as long as you ask the Lord, Lord, how much do you want me to give? What he does is he will give you things as a seed. There's been times when uh, someone came up and gave me a, a check of money. And I said, okay, Lord, how much of this do you want me to give? And he said, hey, this is a seed. This is seed. So I said, okay, Lord, when the Lord told me that it's seed, I give it all. Because that's not my harvest. But the Lord gave me seed to sow so that I can receive bread for eating later. And that's what this is saying. Sometimes you will receive a blessing. And that blessing, it may be all bread. It may be all for you to enjoy. It may be seed where it may be all for you to give. And then it might be both. It might be you might give this much money out of this. You might eat this much or, you know, you might have that much to, you know, have fun with, whatever that looks like. Um, but back to the, the, the point I want to make with this. Do not give out of necessity when you give offerings and seeds because that goes into alms. And I want to talk about alms for just a moment. And alms is the one, it's the one and only one that you give to people. This one you do not bring to the church. This is the one that you bring uh, to people. So what is alms? Alms is giving to the poor or giving to needs. When you give to needs, it becomes um, it becomes alms. And so the reason why the scripture explains to you, hey, don't give uh, offerings or seeds out of need is because you come into alms. And what alms is, Alms is you give to the poor, and it's only a dollar-for-dollar dollar exchange rate. You don't get any more than that. You get what you put in. The return is just straight reimbursement. So you're giving God a loan, and you can find that in, in Proverbs. Uh, you know, I'm not making it up. Let me turn there. I'll, I'll turn there to Proverbs, and I'll show you that this is Scripture. I'll show you that I'm not making up this concept. Um, so Proverbs 19:17, He who has pity on the poor lends to the Lord and he will pay back what he has given. I mean, I, that I mean, I hope I don't need to explain that, you know. He who has pity, so he who lends to the poor, who, who has a heart and gives to the poor, lends to the Lord. So I, so when you give to the poor, you're not giving to him, you give to the Lord and the Lord pays you back. So this is a dollar for dollar. So if I give $100 to the poor, I will receive $100 back. I don't receive any more. I don't receive any less. Whenever I give this, I am expected to receive exactly that much back. You can't ask God for more. You can't say, okay, Lord, I'm going to give $100 to the poor. I want to see $1,000 come back or even $101 back. Because when you give $100, that's what you can get back. You can't get back any more from the Lord because you lend and he repays you. That's how that works. And you can see that not only do you have to give, and that's what you get back is, you know, being the motivation out of um, the indicator being, uh, compassion. Uh, whenever there's someone a need and you have compassion, you give. That, that's how you know that you're giving of alms. If someone comes to you, even if it's a church, if a church comes to you, say, hey, like 
We need this for our roof. We need so much money. Like we're so poor and they make a need out of it. That's when you come into almsgiving because it's, you're giving out of necessity. When you give of seed, it's not out of that. So when you give of alms, it's out of needs. And there are certain rules that you're supposed to do that you got to follow when you give of your alms. When you pay alms, um, when you give to the poor, there are rules that we must follow. And, and in Matthew's chapter 6, it gives us some of these. So is this a new, you know, is this a uh, New Testament principle? Yes, it is. Jesus comes and he talks about the tithe. And we can find that in Matthew 6, starting in chapter 1. I'm reading in the, in the normal King James here. Um, I normally read out the New King James. This is the King James Version. Take heed that ye do not do your alms before men, to be seen from them. Otherwise, you will have no reward from your Father in heaven. Therefore, when thou hast done thine arm, alm, do not sound a trumpet for thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of they may have glory of men. Verily I say to you, they have their reward. But when thou dost alms, do not let the left hand know what the right hand does. Thine, then thine alm may be in secret, and thy, thy father which sees in secret shall reward thee openly. The reason why I read that in the King James, there's a lot of um, uh, there is a lot of you know harder language to understand there. But the reason why I read it in the King James is because it gives clarity. It says alms, and then the New King James and the, and the NLT, I, I believe it, it actually changed it to charitable deeds, good deeds, things like that. But no, when you give, so alms is giving to the poor. When you give to the poor, we have to do it in secret. So whenever we, you know, people say it all the time, well, you, I don't, know, I can't tell you how much I give. I can't tell you how much I give. No, this is only true when you give alms. You know, I, I sit there and I talk with um, fellow believers not to pat myself on the shoulder, not to give myself, you know, a hand clap of praise, but to, to build their faith. I tell them, hey, this is how much I've given. And you're allowed to do that. And you can still see the, the reward. But when you give of alms, when you pay to the poor, you're not supposed to. So if I, if I give $100 to the poor and then I sit here and I tell anybody about it, hey, I give 100 bucks to the poor, I, I'm not going to get that 100 bucks back. Or again, like I said, when you pay alms, it's a lending. So you lend and you receive back from the Lord. It's dollar for dollar. So every dollar I give to the poor, the Lord has given me a dollar back. But if I give a dollar to the poor and then I go out and run my mouth about it, I will not receive that back. So like the Lord cancels that, you know, that uh, the lending. So when you lend to the Lord, he cancels that if you go out and you tell people about it. So it must be done in secret. Most people do this kind of giving. This is what most people do. Most people do this type. You know, all my, my sister's grandma um, has, you know, leukemia or something that out of need. I'm going to give. The GoFundMe's, all these different things. Giving out of necessity. This is where most people give. That's okay. It's a dollar for dollar rate. But whenever you're giving out of this and you're not receiving this huge blessing, it's not because prosperity doesn't work, but it's because you're not giving right. So there's different types of giving and each giving you must do it correctly. Again, this is the only one with seed and offering. People do it all the time. I sowed seed. I gave above and above, uh, you know, above and beyond the tithe, which is an offering. So why am I not receiving uh, a blessing back? It's because you gave out a need. When people are begging you that they have a need, that's where that falls into. Not when people cast vision. When people cast vision and tell you, hey, this is what's going on. 
Give you if you'd like. But if I if I sat here and I had a campaign and said, hey, I need this much money to be able to do this. If you don't sow, if you don't give, I can't do this. That moves you. And that's the reason why whenever people give and they don't see a return back, because they became an emotional state. So when you give, it's supposed to be purpose in your heart. When you give alms, you can be moved by emotion. You move by compassion for these. And that is the indicator, compassion. So whenever you're giving of alms, there's compassion behind it. So as long as there's compassion behind it, you're giving alms. So the next fourth and final one I want to talk about is first fruits. So this is one that can be given to man or it can be given to God. Which that, what I mean by that is it can be an offering uh, into a you know offering bucket or it can be given to somebody. And what this is, is not to be misconcepted with the tithe, but the first fruit is when you receive a pay increase, when you receive a um, um, uh, raise from work, that is when this is takes place. You do it only one time. So first fruit, you can only do it one time per raise. So when you get a raise, you give that very first paycheck, you give that raise. So make this easy math. If I made 50 extra dollars on this paycheck, my first fruit would be $50 for this first paycheck. After that, I can enjoy. After that, I can relax and have fun with that. But as soon as I do have the the raise the very first time, I give that $50 to, it could be the church or it could be um, somebody else. And I can give a first fruits offering. That You only do that one time. So when you get the raise, you give it. Um, so Proverbs, Proverbs chapter three, verse nine and ten it says, "Honor the Lord's with your possessions, and with the first fruits of all of your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty, and your vats will overflow with new with new wine." So the motivation for this one is gratitude when you move in this first word you're saying thank you jesus thank you god for giving me this race it goes to you it, it, it comes from gratitude there's over 30 scriptures in the old and in the new testament that talk about it. so i just read the one in proverbs chapter 3 but it also talks about it in romans it, it, it romans talks about the um first fruits and romans 8 it talks about it and also in romans 11 in verse 16, it reads, For the first fruit is holy. For if the first fruit is holy, the lump is holy. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. So as soon as you get this $50 raise or whatever it may be, you take it and you give it. As soon as you get done, you know, first, as I said, this first paycheck only. So if, if I got a $50 pay increase and that, and that hits my bank tomorrow, I pay my tithe and I pay my $50 to the Lord. That's a first fruits, in, uh, fr first fruits offering, and then next paycheck, that fifty dollars goes into the you know ninety percent. So, with this being said, these are the four different types of giving. I hope this encourages. I hope it challenges you um, to look at where your money's going. Are you giving the right way? Are you giving the right type of giving into the right category, or are you being moved by emotions and giving it somewhere else? Whenever you change. The, the motivation, when you ch change the indicator, you change the purpose and you change the exchange rate for what you get. So if you take tithes and you try to give it to offerings, it's not going to work. When you take tithes and try to give it to alms, it's not going to work. When you take your tithes and try to give it as a first fruit, it doesn't work. 
and vice versa. First fruits to you know, all or alms, you know, first fruits you can give um, to man as long as it's not out of need. Whenever you give me out of need, you pull into alms. So first fruits gotta be gratitude heart, not a need. So I hope this challenged you. Thank you so much for checking out this podcast. Like I said, maybe you just hopped on. Maybe this is the first podcast in the series that you've listened to. I would encourage you to go back to the first and second episodes as we're as we're going into the end of this series. Um, you know, I'm really believing God to see big things take place to everyone's giving as we understand biblical finances more. Thank you so very much, and you guys have a great day.